This Jimmy Dean Keen installment opens with Professor Colboden arriving at his best friend Jimmy Keen's house one morning to discover something mildly unusual. Jimmy's already wearing clothes that are suitable for leaving the house. On mornings when Jimmy goes to work, Cole just doesn't come over at all. So the days that he comes over, he typically finds Jimmy wearing jogger sweatpants, casual shirt, hoodie jacket, house shoes, five o'clock shadow, hair doing whatever. But on this occasion, although he's not trying to be fancy, he's still just wearing jeans and a t-shirt, all in black. He's got a black sport coat type of thing thrown over the back of a kitchen chair, ready for him to put on and leave. He's got the black winkle picker shoes on, clean shaven. He's combed and styled his hair. He's bustling a little bit in the kitchen. He's got some coffee ready and he's wiping the countertop. He looks up when Cole comes in but doesn't stop what he's doing. Hey. Hey. Where's Miss Gidry? Oh, she's working on her little thing, you know. She keeps the paperwork and accounting for a couple people and I guess that's what she's doing this morning. So I bumped into her earlier... And, of course, I invited her over, but she said she was busy, so. Oh, you bumped into her earlier? Yeah. I was taking the trash out, and, um, I don't go bothering this woman every day. We just organically run into each other all the time. I mean, and, yeah, sometimes I do bother her on purpose, but. (laughs) She doesn't seem entirely bothered. No. Just like you dropping in on me, it's not a bother. If I don't see you, then I'm going to wonder where you are. (laughs) So, speaking of, you're right in time, because I got an idea. Oh? I'm all ears. What are you thinking about? You want to go for a little walk with me, and we'll get a cup of coffee out. It's really good. And... I think you're going to love this place. It's right up your alley. Oh, really? We should go get some coffee. Cole points to the cups of coffee already prepared. And then what is this? Well, I thought we should (sighs) pregame. And this way, you can tell me at length and in detail exactly how and why theirs is better than mine. I mean, get specific. (laughs) So, about 45 minutes later, Jimmy's in his jacket, and they're rocking up to the coffee shop where Caroline's friend works. Oh, Fairgrounds. I love this place. See, I told you. Their coffee is very good. You might not be able to compete. Says who? As I recall, they put chicory into all their grinds. It rounds out the flavor profile a bit. Okay. It's like a southern Louisiana thing. 
Speaking of southern Louisiana things, they enter through the front door of the coffee shop into the room where, as usual, there's a group of old men sitting together playing chess and checkers. Some of them glance up, and there's a kind of group recognition of Jimmy on a low-key level, although they don't acknowledge him. This time, they also see Cole, who, as usual, is very dapper in a kind of old-world way. It is not clear what they think about all this two dandies strolling into the coffee shop together. But that doesn't really matter. Cole greets them, en français. Comment allez-vous? And whatever they had just thought, this changes the dynamic just slightly. Because as much as people who only speak English don't really understand Cajun, and at least prior the 1980s or 90s, many people who spoke Cajun didn't speak a word of English. People who speak pure continental French have essentially the same relationship mutually. Cajuns recognize French as their mother language. Francophones recognize the Cajun language as an offshoot of their own, but there's not a lot of commonality when the dialect is spoken aloud. Seeing it written down, a person can identify obvious French words, but hearing it come out of someone else's mouth is often a very different story. Someone speaking pure French to a group of Cajun people is kind of like a tacit acknowledgement of coming from more or less the same place. The guys playing the board games don't respond to this question. Essentially, how y'all doing? But a couple of them nod. The effort was not unappreciated. And Jimmy watches all of this happen, even though he doesn't know exactly what he just saw. It's clear enough. Good work. Because the last time I was in here, they called me, um, Jimmy thinks about it for a second. Uh, Couillon and uh, Gros Macarau. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know exactly what that means, but I can take a flying leap. Yes. I expect the, these gentlemen would um enjoy seeing you take a flying leap. <laughs> but I'm also sure there are no hard feelings. They didn't also call you a fawn shock. Okay, and what exactly is that? Uh, it's a macaroon and a couillon but also a show-off and a dumbass. Oh! Oh! Well, I guess they just need to get to know me a little better. <laughs> the person staffing the counter today is not Caroline's friend Patrick. And this young man clearly wants to know what these guys are trying to order. Hey! How are you doing? I'm all right. 
How are you today? I'm great. So I was wondering, is Patrick here? Oh yeah, he's in the back. Oh, that's great, because he's made me a drink a couple times, and I just don't know exactly what it was. But I want to get one of those, whatever it is, today. And then, whatever my buddy here wants. Hi. I'll take a Americano, please. You want a single or double? Hmm. Am I ambitious? Having taken their orders, the young man goes to a corner of the store, like the stockroom employees-only portion that's not fully visible from the public area. Hey, Pat! So Patrick sticks his head out. He's wearing an apron over his clothing, and he's at that moment holding in his arms a giant bag of coffee beans. He sees Jimmy, and his face just... Jimmy sees Patrick's mouth say the words, I'll be right out. Patrick does, in fact, come over to the counter, removing his apron. He's wearing a Talking Heads t-shirt, black jeans, and an expression that is already completely over this conversation before it even began. His face, body language, posture, and everything very clearly says, Wah! But his mouth and voice say, Yes. Hey, so, I was wondering, I'm in here trying to get that drink that you make for me, but I don't actually know what it's called. Oh. It's a cortado. His coffee boy is already working on the Americano. He's turned towards the conversation so Patrick can explain. It's a double shot with two ounces of the steam milk, whereas a latte is two-thirds milk, one-third coffee. Cortado is 50-50. All right. Patrick adds to the coffee boy. Would you make two of them? One for us. Got it. Patrick turns back to the counter, starts ringing up Jimmy's coffee order, but Jimmy's already got his wallet out. He's got that $10 bill. And hey, I don't mean to keep you, but I got one other question. I... So... Caroline. Jimmy pinches his upper lip between his thumb and forefinger. Then he smiles, kind of like he's surprised in some way. You know, you can probably guess. I'm not the type of guy who gets sentimental and stupid about a girl, but... I'm getting pretty stupid over her. Patrick's still not 100% won over by this, but he says, Oh... I haven't been this stupid over a girl in... It's got to be 13 years. (laughs) Cole is lurking behind Jimmy, and he, smiling, decides to slightly remove himself from the conversation so he's not just 
looming in the background with his facial expressions. Ellie, well, it's understandable. Right, and I'm thinking, you know her better than I do, so what is she, what is she about? Patrick just looks at him. He'd clearly been expecting Jimmy to ask, how do I impress her? Or something like that. But instead, he was presented this kind of philosophical question. Would you... Would you say that again? Like, I want to make her happy, right? But I gotta know, what motivates her, do you think? What is she about? Ah. Espresso machine in the background. That's a well good question, man. But I don't suppose you ought to ask me. Perhaps you ought to ask her. You got me there. And thank you for that. I well, I'm glad to have been of help, as I've never been asked for advice about women before in my life. (laughs) Well, you and me both, to be honest. Maybe once or twice for me, but honestly, that's how it should be. I got certain experience with the ladies, but my tastes run more towards... Flashy cars and cheap women. <laughs> you know, fast ponies and fast girls. Except <laughs> I don't bet on horses. <laughs> He's even got a laugh out of Patrick now. With him and at him. Which is exactly how Jimmy engineers these types of conversations. So I don't know shit about shit. Caroline, I think she's a little bit more class than that, and I'm out of my depths. I don't know from nothing. Well, I think perhaps you know more than you know. Jimmy points at Patrick lightly and playfully. I don't know why people don't ask you for advice. You're a regular Buddha. An Irish Buddha. I'm Welsh, actually. Oh! Ooh. Beats me. It's one of those islands, right? Jimmy dug some more change out of his pocket, tossed it into the tip jar. Light color has crept into Patrick's face, but he had turned towards the coffee boy at the coffee machine, so maybe it's from the steam. Little chap has prepared the beverages. Patrick's taken what is apparently the second cortado, poured it into two cups. Other coffee boy has placed 
Cole and Jimmy's coffees onto the counter. Jimmy picks up his, walks into the other room where the old dudes are in there playing board games. Cole lingers a moment. Jimmy can overhear Patrick apparently sampling the beverage. Oh, it's well good, man. Near as good as I do. These are my favorite, except Brevet. That's perhaps for special occasions. Jimmy ambles up to the old guys in their board game. He rubs his eyebrow with his free hand for a second, then decides to take the plunge. Bonjour. One of them looks at him. Jimmy's looking at the board. S'il vous plaît, excuse the interruption, but maybe I can... He gestures the way a certain type of person frequently does when they're attempting to communicate with people who don't speak native language. Maybe I could add a la stratégie. You can talk English to us, so we ain't ignorant. <laughs> I didn't mean to imply that at all. Hey, you all speak at least two languages, am I right? Plenty of people only speak one, and not even that good. They like that. They don't mind him hovering over their game. He asks, who's on this side? Because from up here, I can see a move that maybe you can't. So when Cole joins them several minutes later, Jimmy's now sitting at the board game with these old guys, having just added the strategy and executed a move that the old guys kind of like. C'est bon. Hey, grats. He points at the opposing team. Now, in fairness sake, you want me to... Are they your strategy, too? The dude who's the de facto team leader gestures to him. Come here, come here. So Jimmy gets up, goes around the board. He's leaning over that guy's shoulder, deep in thought. Can I? Hey, hey. He executes another move. Yeah, okay. Bon, bon. Yeah, cool. Alright. I'm available anytime. C'est très amusé. At this point, these guys, on the whole, consider Jimmy to be, yeah, très amusé as well, so... They let him go. He rejoins Cole, who, trying not to laugh at him, Hiding a smile behind a sip of his beverage. I just wanted to be neighborly. Oui, c'est bon. Très amusé. How's your coffee? Fantastic. I told you so. Let me try yours. All right. 
Oh. No, you can't compete with us. <laughs> Good to know. Take some of the pressure off. They've gone out onto the patio. Cole asks in a politely lowered tone, So did you get your romantic advice from this absolutely adorable twink? <sighs> Say that about him? It's not meant as an insult. And he's not that little. He's kind of tall. But yeah, I did. I think I did. So, you think Caroline, the cornerstones that I can think of, make up her personality, the things I think she values... Something like radical honesty and acts of service for other people. Not bad. Hey, thanks. C'est bon, as a matter of fact. And regardless, I think those are not bad goals to strive for personally. Yeah. Pretty bold. 